What's up, it's Chase Young. What's up, this is Terry McLaurin. This is Ryan Fitzpatrick. You're listening to the Washington Football Talk Podcast. Comes a time in every man's life. For me, maybe it's staring at the barrel of this 40, 40th birthday. I don't know, I got two kids. Got broken ribs from Mitch. I don't know. But there comes a time in every man's life where you just say epic. And you don't care what your bosses say. You don't care what the naysayers may say. You don't care how the audio quality is. Because sometimes in your life, you have to be in a field that's 150 degrees all day. And then you find an air-conditioned tent, and you're just going to sit in it and podcast. Let's go. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. What up, everybody? It's the Washington Football Talk Podcast. J.P. Finley joined by Mitch Tischler and Pete Haley. We're in a tent. It's got air conditioning. God bless Jackie Gorman. There's food. That's all I have There's to say. There's food and God water. Bless Let's not Jackie talk about Gorman. the food, man. Let's not blow it up. Let's Sorry. just talk about air conditioning and water. We're, we're basically living like... If this is what prison is like, I'll go to prison because the field is too hot. The rent is too high. She is the nicest lady on Joe Gibbs' way. All right. I um, want to thank Orsman Automotive of Virginia, as, as we do. We ride with them. want you to do the same. Saw Nancy Hubacher. Nancy's friends with Bob Hager and Bob Biaggi. You guys know that? I knew that. I think Nancy gave me a filet mignon recipe in Richmond. Well, how about that? <laughs> There's Let's have thing. a day. She definitely did. Yeah. Have you bo- tried it yet? I haven't yet because I need to buy filet mignon, and that's always the issue. The boys are going out tonight. Yes, we are. Everybody ready? Shout out to Danny Frank, the juiciest of all juice. Thank we're God go I'm see, a country not, boy. We're going to go see Otani pitch, or and the Orioles lose their 20th straight game. The Orioles are winning tonight. I think they are, too. Tonight, the These Orioles are These are the bets are I want to put in. Oh, it's money and line. Give timestamp guy a chance here. It's 228 uh, on... June 20, Wednesday, August 25th. 25th. It's definitely not June. 228. Oh. All right. <laughs> I want to bet on Otani to hit a home run. It's my understanding it's like plus 200. And I want to bet on the Orioles to win. And I maybe want to parlay that if I can get that action anywhere. You could definitely get that action somewhere. I know somewhere you can get that action. All right. Yeah. That's, I, I want, I'm thinking 10 bucks on both and then 10 bucks on the parlay. Sold. Uh, the Orioles are not only 0 in their last 19, they're 1 in 18 against the run line in their last 19. Wow. So they suck. And we're betting them anyway because That's tonight is the night. Pete wanted to bet the run line. You don't bet the run line. I yeah. loved the Orioles as a kid. I, I don't think people realize how much of an O's fan I was. So did I. I yeah, loved you were a the Mets Orioles. fan too. Yeah. They were, they were always my AL team. Sure, but they were just the, my team. The, Cal, the whole Cal thing. I sure. loved Cal growing up. Pete's the, nerd butt, I just edited myself thank highly, you. liked the Yankees. Of course he did. Of course he did. I love going into did. Camden Yards as a Yankees fan and watching Derek Jeter eviscerate them. But this is Washington Football and Talk that's Podcast. You pre- that's you pretending that you weren't trolling the Detroit Tigers. Yeah, like, I know. You Can love I? that. Yeah, I do. You Can love I call that out stuff. Pete for dry sn- trying to dry snitch on me to the Orioles yesterday? Well, you that's got, just him trying to get caught up yeah, in the cycle. You got all it, mad at the at the Tigers for, for quote tweeting you. Don't don't sit, try and sick other MLT, MLB teams on us. For all the talk that the junkies do for AWOD, desperate for ADs, Pete loves the ADs. We he all does. do. Everybody does. You love them the most. 
I think we all do. Everybody does. All right, uh, let's talk some football. We got some really good interviews. Uh, talk to Matt Ioannidis. Talk to Benjamin St. Juice. I like, I'm calling him Ben now. I don't know if I can, but I'm just like, hey, what's up, Ben? I, I want BSJ. Today's interview with St. Juice was by far our most casual with him. Because we now <laughs> talked to him like four or five times. Yeah. And while the tech, of course, Pete, was flawless. Of course. Some of the, I guess, equipment. I don't know what you call that. The arm that typically holds that microphone. I saw Mitch doing a lot of fidgeting with it. Well, Mitch was had to hold it. Like a fishing rod. So it was like a fishing rod, a very sometimes, heavy fishing Sometimes rod. you got to do what you got to do to get the job done. Team and I have player. no problem stepping up and doing what has to be done. You, Of course you do. But I felt like Mitch was so hot and about to die that I kept trying to cut the interview short. And then Mitch just kept asking questions. Because it was hot out there, but I was fine. And, and, BSJ, was, content. and BSJ was having fun with it. And now we found an air-conditioned tent. If we could have just done the interview in here from the start, it would have been no issue. We should do all of training camp in here. I might move in here. I would live my here. next property. Jackie, can we live here? Yeah. Jackie says yes. Game ball to Jackie today, again. Today is what, Wednesday? Today is Wednesday. We have we one more established that. We have one more day of training camp. <laughs> woo Woo! That sounds great. Ow! That's a wolf howl. Uh-oh. Oh, What's it mean? <laughs> Such means a absolutely nothing. A bees. <laughs> um, talk some ball. Uh... What did you see today, Peter? I saw Dustin Hopkins go four for six in a mid-practice kicking session. Missed from 40 to start it off, off the right upright, and then missed his fourth kick, also off the right upright. That one was a bit of a low snap from Cheeseman. He made the other four, all from about 35 to 40. So four for six, 66%. Not the percentage he wants. Of course, it only matters what he does in a game, but that was a little bit concerning because this group's going to be under heavy scrutiny until they show that they can consistently perform together. So that's one thing that stuck out to me today. Sorry, it's a little loud in here. Did you point out that one of those misses was a uh, pretty poor snap from the Chiefs yeah, man? Yeah, it was very low. Way had to scoop it. Probably threw Hopkins off a little bit. But still, you know, you'd like to see the kicker be able to rise above the adversity here or there. I know not every snap's going to be perfect, and some of them will throw off the operation, but you still got to knock some through even in unideal conditions. Mitch, tossing it to you. I, well, I don't think we have to toss. We'll do one thing here in a minute. Okay. Um, the DB conversation is getting very, very complicated. And I'm not trying to yell back and forth about Troy Apke. I, I, think, I think Tory McTire is on the team. Did you hear Jack Del Rio talk about him? Yeah. My quick counterpoint is, how is Jack Del Rio talking about Tory McTire different than Ron Rivera talking about Troy Apke? Because he said he put him in a lot of different spots. If you're keeping Apke defensively at this point, he's only proven to be an outside corner, and I'm using proven more liberally. I'm I no idea from me, Mitch. Yeah, I'm idea? out. Bleep all that. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's move on. But here's what I'm saying. We know four of these dudes at DB, and we know four of these dudes at safety. I think this is the most interesting roster battle because for all the consternation about receiver, I think it's AGG at six. I don't think they're keeping seven. Maybe they end up, but. If you keep it four backs, I don't see how you keep seven wide receivers also. So, four corners, Jackson, Fuller, St. Juice, Moreland. Four safeties, it's not as easy. Collins, Curl, McCain. They just drafted Derek Forrest. Ron just said he likes to give his draft picks at least the first year. But also said being a draft pick doesn't guarantee a roster spot. And Derek Forrest didn't practice today. I not a great time to not practice. Unless... Unless there's an IR hustle coming. That's, for those but that are listening on the podcast camp. and not watching us, I just pointed and winked at JP because that might be where things are headed. Maybe. It's Maybe. just been one day for him. Yeah. 
no no real update. But yet it hasn't been a particularly is. impressive camp yeah. for right. him. Sure. We've talked about Daniel Wise and Tory McTire and folks pretty far down the depth chart, pretty far down the down the importance level. We haven't talked about Derek Forrest basically at all other than the bad helmet-to-helmet call against him in Cincinnati. For what it's worth to our bosses, we're standing, we're, we're recording this as far away from the air conditioner as possible. I think that's worth pointing out. I think we're fine. Um, <laughs> so that's at least seven known quantities. Seven from various positions of the Canadian border up to the North Pole, but they're all standing on ice. Yeah. If park is on, it's very cold. Now, if you're just talking defensive backs, not corner or safety, I would have DeShazer Everett and Jeremy Reeves as the next two guys I have to have. So that gets you to nine. Sure. But you and then need... you could want another corner, and that's McTire. To me, I think, love the story of Reeves, love how he played. There might be some ash burning going on. I know Ron tells that amazing story of his determination and rewarding him. Ron may have ash burned himself. So that means Ron, of course, has an affection for him, but he almost kind of strikes me as a Steven Sims guy, a guy who was necessary in the past couple years when this roster was thin, but now that it's deeper and it's a little bit better, I don't know if he's a guy you must keep. I love his personality, and he certainly showed enough last year to warrant a look somewhere, but I think Jeremy Reeves might be getting a little overblown. He also had some semi-cryptic tweets yesterday and, and the day before about oh, we're getting into the cryptic tweet game loving life and there's a lot more in the future for me and stuff along those lines which when i first read it made me think that maybe he was maybe he had been cut early you know as ron did with steven sims maybe a little bit to give him a chance to sign elsewhere but I, to me i think he's a guy that you have on the roster i think he did so he did so much good for this franchise for this defense for this franchise last year stepping in and playing so the way that he good. did he stepped in in a pretty tough situation, and Ron, and just real quick, you tell the story about Ron sticking by him, telling him that was during the entire conversation of whether they should bring in Eric Reed or not, and they decided not to bring in a a very good, a formerly very good uh, defensive back who played for Ron Rivera in Carolina, and decided to, to bring up Jeremy Reeves to give him that experience. And you want, I would think, as a coaching staff, you would want to. Cash in on that. Cash in on get on on getting that experience. Counterpoint: He tried to sign Eric Reed to the practice squad, and Eric Reed said no. So there was some interest. Sign Eric I, Reed. I don't know to the that he's done squad. so much good. He's played. He played admirably. I. He wasn't picking off passes. He played admirably. Left and right. He also just did the bit for the content team where he was interviewing himself. Yeah. And he ran Kerwin's. Ca- nothing. He ran Kerwin's camera too during um, during minicamp. Maybe he's just got some personality. He's got a ton of he's personality. He's a very friendly fellow. Flash. Yeah. He's, I'll tell you what. He little do, magic in the pan. He would do very well as the third with a with a microphone in his oh. hand as the third guy for the podcast. I like that Mitch just points at Pete. Yeah. <laughs> it's just screwing me over big time. JP um, is apologizing about the audio now. If I weren't here, what would the audio sound like? Two fo- two people sitting around remi- next to a cell reminder phone. Reminder that I'm the one who posts this podcast. I could mute everything you say. And Nobody's going anywhere. Two-man show. When Jeremy Reeves wants to join the podcast, we'll add a fourth mic. Okay? Let's all relax. It's another Look, splitter and an just, XLR. Just assigning more work to me. I, I yeah, get it. It's just trying to get me injured. <laughs> what did we come up with? Le- what was the thing last Sprained night? Sprained vocal cords? Yeah, sprained yeah. vocal cords. Yeah. And Gary Haley's rooting for it. He doubled yeah. down on it. Yeah. Gary Haley wants it to be the Washington Football Talk podcast with Peter Haley. Gary Haley didn't come up from Joplin, Missouri to a rich-ass lawyer for no reason. No, he clawed right. over some people. Yeah, dude. Yeah. His tales are nasty. Nasty stories. All right. Um, in the boardroom. I don't know. I don't have my 
answer at DB yet. I think Saturday, like Ron talked today about how much Saturday matters. He, Ron's not talking about Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing for a touchdown. He's talking about position battles. He's talking about his third tight end. Can Samus go? Is he going to be physical? He's talking about these DBs. He's talking about his last linebacker. That's what Ron's talking about. Who the hell's your fourth DN, coach? Because he doesn't know. Daniel Wise. Um, well, we're going to argue about this later. You I think, think he's the fourth DN? I think when, maybe when the initial 53 comes out, he's your fourth DN. And then if there's a, uh, a casualty elsewhere that makes sense to be the fourth guy here, they bring him in and Wise goes down to the practice squad. But I think he's... You think he breaks camp as the fourth DN? I think he's in... I, right, I've kind of come over to Mitch's side on this one, by the I way. Think he's, he's, not, I think he's at practice the first Monday that they practice with as a, as a part of this franchise, whether it's on the practice squad or, or the 53. But to your, we're going to argue about this when we get to the discussion about how much the starters are going to play since Ron is being super coy about what everything's going to look like. There's only about, what, five roster spots that are really up for battle right now? Do we agree? Six, maybe? Like, there's a couple spots where you're talking Three. about. Yeah, there's not that many. So Unless you're counting, like, two cornerback spots. Right. But I, my point being, you're in a situation where they can play the starters because there's not a ton of stuff that needs to get worked out on the back end. You kind of know who 50 of your 53 guys are, maybe 48 of your 53 guys. You also know that players 65 through 80 are already cut. They're not making the team. You know they're not making the team. It's whether they bring them back for the practice squad. And there's maybe five to ten guys who are battling for five spots left on this roster. So while the third preseason game, while the last preseason game usually isn't very important, except for guys trying to, trying to, trying to show something off, this third preseason game, there's not a whole lot that Ron and this offensive and defensive staff really need to see. Thus, bringing me back to the original point, where I think the starters finally. are going to play a fair amount. <laughs> I haven't seen the starters get a lot of work. That's a very here. good use of finally. Thank you. Um, I haven't seen. I mean, it's been he a lost lot of Montez. Me to Instagram. I just started Kyle looking Allen. at my Instagram. Yeah, Montez and Kyle Allen and Heineke. Those guys have gotten as many reps as. It's more been than a weird Pitts. week, dude. Yeah, it's Pitts like ones are going played. up against threes. There's Pitts all these people going played. in and out. I don't know if that's a hint of what's to come or. I, if I don't. Well, should we make the bet? Yeah, we need to yeah, settle this now. Well, what do we? What like? What is the? We, you put it on Instagram, which I, you were oh, yeah. just looking at. So what'd you see? <laughs> you sure know what? That's what he was looking at. You're making sense. <laughs> I will pull that up right now. So this is JP is on the starters won't play that much, if at all, side. Mitch believes the starters and will play a lot. And we're identifying starters. Let's just as make it Patrick. Fitz. Fitz. Okay. Patrick. Fitz. Yeah. Part uh, of my point, as you're looking so it up, part of my point is. The last pot, you've made so many points. Just hang on. The last made more points than Nick Young in a 2012 Wizards than game. Than Pete in any pickup basketball game. <laughs> the last post on the podcast Instagram is actually all the people that are getting their Ashburn Syndrome shirts, which is dope. Keep sending them. And Shout we out will keep John Aville from the Junkies as well. Yeah, dude. That was really cool. That was very I cool. fanboyed out a bit. All right. Here is the last post where we're asking for parameters. Allo Derek says, snaps works for him. Thanks, Allo. <laughs> When I last looked at it, it was mostly snaps was the number. Snaps, quarters, and minutes. It's No one there necessarily had any groundbreaking Why ideas. do I have to load the comments? Just have them load. There's like 40 comments and nothing's coming up. <laughs> what am I doing wrong? Uh, it's how the internet works. You have to load things. Uh, over, um, over under number of drives fit starts. Let's just do snaps. I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. yeah. Thank you to everyone that commented. Um, 
How many snaps did Fitz have last game? No one has their laptop uh, out. Nikki has done a good job of tweeting that information out. I'm trying to find it on Nikki Jabala's Twitter. Um, so while the offense, while Ron has talked about. Let Mitch make a few more points. Yeah, I'm just going to make my point for why I like the <laughs> over of snaps. Ron talked about running this week as a opportunity to game plan and put in a, put in a plan and, and go through what a regular season game might feel like. And for that reason, if they're going to go through all the effort of putting in a game plan and, and executing it this week during practice, including walkthroughs and everything else, he's going to give his starters a chance to execute that game plan. I think they're going to be, there's going to be the scripted first 10 plays that they're going to get, and I think there's going to be another 5 to 10 snaps that he's going to get beyond that. So I think we're going to be into the second quarter before Fitz comes out of the game. So Fitz played 23 snaps last week against the Bengals. So let's set it at make 25. Set it at 23. I think, yeah, equal or more work to last week is a good barometer. All right, and 23 is a push? 23 is a push. I will go under. I will go over. What are you gentlemen betting? A bottle, some money. Let's do a cheesesteak. Cheesesteak from uh, Ned's, Pete's Carryout. You want more than that? Less no, than no, that? I think it's good. I was thinking. Uh, are you just sandwiches one day, like from Pop Belly during practice? I don't know. Yeah. Are, are you allergic to cheesesteaks? No. I don't know where. Yeah. I couldn't really hear you because it's glorious air conditioning. I mean, we're saying cheesesteaks, and then you jump in. What about sandwiches? <laughs> cheesesteaks works. Cheesesteaks is perfect. I'm glad cheesesteaks works. Yeah, for you, I like. <laughs> All right. Pete, Do you want it to be something else? No, I, that's perfect. I was thinking, like, I was going to say, like, a case of high noons or something, but cheesesteaks is good. Uh, is a case the four pack or, like, a four four packs? I, I'm asking. That's a real question. Say two four-packs. Eight, eight high noons. Your eight high noons to my one bottle of Tito's? A <laughs> bottle of Tito's versus a bottle of Tito's. Because. I like the Tito's high noons conversion rate. <laughs> so a Cheesesteak flavor, though. So not a handle. A bottle of Tito's versus... Handle of Tito's versus 12 high noons. I think dollar figure is about the same. Yeah. About Sold. 10 bucks for four. Yep. You're on. 30 bucks for a bottle. Kerr. Cool. I just said Kerr. All right. Cool. What was the word you said? I don't even know. Curd? I, let's just keep this going. I want to know what you said. Cool. You know who I bet can say cool? Jeremy Reeves. <laughs> yeah, I bet he could make a lot more succinct points than you have made today, too. It's One debatable. thing. I will go first. Uh, Landon Collins is at the podium today? Yep. He's having fun. Like, he seems all the way back, and he seems like he's enjoying himself. And when he signed here, he's not like an overly vocal guy. Like, he's not like a boisterous dude but he seems like he's like a fun kind of jovial person seems like that's where he is that's where you're supposed to be at training camp certainly but like i i've liked everything landon's been doing and i think it's a good vibe i think he has positive vibes headed towards the regular season nice and i think you do as well thanks um mitch you got a one thing uh yeah just following up on landon real quick it was fun paris has been going down this otani uh path paris matt paris with oh yeah, should have said Washington Times. Matt Paris has been going through this Otani comparison with a lot of football players. Hey, like, are there guys, why aren't there guys in the NFL that play both ways? Like Otani pitches and hits, and he asked Landon Collins about it because I guess Landon was a running back growing up, also as long as as well as oh, safety. I saw that. I saw that in the transcript for Fitz. Did he ask him? Did he ask Fitz if he played defense in high school? Yeah, and Landon talked about. I think he said he went to high school with Eddie Lacy. Is, yep. is that correct? Yep. So he didn't really have a chance to be a running That's back there loaded. because that guy did okay for himself. So that was funny. 
Uh, my one thing, I'm just going to go with the one big play from practice today, which we somehow got 20 minutes into this podcast and haven't talked about. Ryan Fitzpatrick hit Terry McLaurin for a 50-yard touchdown in stride over two defenders. It was beautiful to see, and, uh, and I look forward to seeing that on Sundays, Thursdays, and Mondays as well uh, when we get to the fall. My one thing is the one thing that could have been applied to a lot of recent practices. Curtis Samuel didn't do anything. William Jackson III didn't do anything. My alarm with Curtis was high from the beginning. It's only getting louder, and my William Jackson III alarm is blaring as well. Your two top non-quarterback signings have been completely inactive as of late, and week one just keeps on getting closer. Not to mention Casey Tuhill as well. Who we, Not as concerned about I him. don't think you can put Casey Tuhill into that concerned group. That's a different concern group, but as guys who we've talked about being on the roster and can't, can't, aren't playing. That is a wildly different concern group. I'll say this, Ron is doing his best to make it not a thing to worry about William Jackson and Curtis Sam. They took him off pup, Curtis, 10 days ago. He did individual drills that day, has not done anything since. 10 days ago. Speed guy. The fields are dry, you can't say it's not wet anymore. And we've seen him do quick work. We've seen him do ladder drills. We've seen him do quick work. Yeah. Haven't seen any speed work. It's And and what worries me, I'm asking this, from, from the bottom of my heart. Have you seen him run? Not since that one OTA practice back on May 25th. Have you seen him run, big man? No. We saw him run a little bit in Richmond, like that second day, I think. But like 10 yards, yeah. 15. Certainly not getting back into football He's a shape running. We yeah. haven't seen him run. Ron says we're op- pretty optimistic we'll get them back sometime next week. What pretty optimistic me, sometime next week. What vague, concerns vague, vague. me, he hasn't run. Soft tissue. When you do run again, can you go from zero to 60? No. Not right away. Concern. We haven't done an alarm scale, and then we'll go to the interviews. Yeah. I was at seven and a half on the first day of training camp when he came out to practice, stretched like he was going to practice, and the training staff took him off to the side because he was on pup and wasn't able to practice yet. To me, that that... That was a signal that it wasn't that bad, that he was ready to go. Clearly, that signal was incorrect. And my 7.5 was also incorrect. I'm at a 22.5 on the alarm scale. Wow. I am high. The fact that he hasn't run yet is forget practice. Northern Michigan. Forget forget practice. He hasn't run yet. He can't go. He's not ready to practice days from the opener. Has had no time with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. 24 out of 25. Wow. I'm lower than you guys, but I thought I was going to be high. There's just no end in sight. There's no end. 19. Yeah. My other concern is... And what is the concern? Like missing week one or missing time? I think it's kind of both. I think it's missing time. Thank you, Jackie. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Go. All good. Thank you. I think it's missing time, but it's also effectiveness when he comes back sure is he going to be able to cut hard is he going to be able to run straight is he going to be able to run fast i think those are those are legitimate concerns considering he last practiced in june may last may. practice in may i did a whole may. timeline all right interview time yeah i think it is let's um, go O's. real quick everybody september 2nd september 2nd mgm um it's gonna be a lot of fun call tap and make a reservation because 
I don't know what COVID protocol. I don't know what the hell's going on. Just call them and tell them you're coming. I think that will help. Yeah. Especially if you're planning on doing a fantasy draft from there. Yeah. Maybe they definitely can call. I was there a couple Thursdays ago. That place had a two-hour wait. You want to definitely make Definitely call, get a table reserved, and Pete will serve drinks kind of from the bar over to you. I probably All will. three of us will be available to, to yeah. bounce ideas off of. Here's what I want to do, and I'm going to talk to Norris tomorrow. He's calling in the radio. Um, I've never done one of these best ball leagues. They seem like a lot of fun. You just draft, and that's it for the year. That's it. Yeah. People get hurt. People get cut. Whatever happens, that's your team. I want to see if we can do like a 100-person best ball league, and we'll do the draft that night. You're always innovating, and I always love it. We'll try. Um, can't wait for that event. Hell, that's a week. Um, so thrilled. Here comes. Who do you want? Benjamin St. Juice, a.k.a. Ben, and then here, Matt. Here comes Ben and Matt. Thank you, boys. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Always enjoy getting to talk with Washington football team rookie cornerback, Mr. Benjamin St. Juice. Uh, ben, last we talked, it was a question of how's it going to be getting used to the heat? Because you're a guy that's from Canada, played college in Minnesota. How are you holding up? Uh, it's, not, uh, it's not the easiest, but, you know, uh, I adapt. You know, I have to. Uh, it's going to be hot when we play the Chargers September 12th. Uh, it's just going to be hot in general for the next few weeks. So uh, I'm adapting pretty well. You know, I mean, it's hot, it's hot, but I still got to stay focused and, uh, you know, get my work done. Seems like you're adapting quite well on the defensive side of the field. Um, with William Jackson, Kendall Fuller out last week, uh, you were out there starting in that preseason game. How did that feel? How do you feel like you're acclimating yourself to Jack Del Rio's defense? All right, it feels good. It feels good to have like a little bit more playing time. Obviously, those guys are veterans, so you know they they want to make make sure that they're fresh for the for the season. That give us rookies a little bit more time to be uh, comfortable with the playbook. And once the season starts and they need me to come in and step up and be in a you know starting role or just in a the rotation, then I'll have all that experience that I gathered throughout preseason because I played a lot of reps. Sure. Are, are you expecting to play a lot um, Saturday against the Ravens? Uh, I have no idea yet. I mean, we're still with what. Uh, Wednesday today. So, Today's Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think that's gonna be like coach's decision. I have no idea. Do you want? Are you enjoying playing in the preseason? Oh man, you give me any opportunity to play. I mean, they they, they cut the time short because they want to see other guys. But you know, the more the more reps I have on the field, the more comfortable I feel. So I, I if I could play the whole game, I play the whole game. Against the Bengals, you were matched up against first round pick Jamar Chase, a guy that was an absolute star at LSU. You fared pretty well. Um, was that something you kind of mentally prepared for, or, or, or got amped up? Uh, to be honest, not really. I mean, it, like you said, he was a star in college, but we're in the NFL now, so I'm in the NFL too. So um, he, he got I got to prove, you know, my word just like he got to prove his word. So I came prepared, and you know, I studied the game, studied him, uh, made sure I was in the right right place, right time, and that's how I made my plays. Have you had any moments so far? I mean, because camp's been going about a month now. Like, yeah. we're, we're into this thing. 
Have you had any moments where it's like, I belong? Um, I... So the, the day I got drafted by Washington, I knew I belonged here. And then after that, it was just, I, I don't know. The way I'm wired is, like, I belong here. And I, regardless if I went first round, I'm a starter here, and I played 10 years, I was going to have a chip on my shoulder to, to prove and get better, not to, to other people, but to myself. So I knew I belonged here. It was just a matter of time for me to, for people to see it. How ready are you for the regular season? I mean, it couldn't come fast enough, to be honest. I mean, obviously, I got to trust the process and take the time to, you know, acquire all the knowledge and the preparation with the defense and all that stuff. But, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm always, I'm always on go mode. I, I bet, man. Uh, it's hot out here. We appreciate your time. My guy's holding this mic. He's probably dying. <laughs> Thank you very much. Man. No problem. Appreciate it, Have you had to do um, rookie skits or anything yet? Rookie skits? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we did. We did. A, we did a few. We didn't do like a rookie show, but like you know, everybody got called out by a coach or a veteran to make sure that you go through this, you know, this same thing that they had to go through back in the day. Did so. you sing? Uh, I did sing something for the defensive group. Yeah, and they like that. I ain't sing something. I rapped a little something, you know, like a little MC freestyle, and they they feel they, they liked it. So I, I'm I'm all good now. You dropped bars on them. Yeah, I dropped a little bars on them. Was there any French? No, nah, there was no French, actually. That would be good, though. If they call me back on the stage, I might try to teach the guys a few words in French. I think that would be tremendous. Yeah. And then if you could take video of it with your cell phone and put it on Instagram, the whole world will blog that. So <laughs> you got that going for you, too. Yeah, definitely. All right. Thank we you very much, man. Real quick, we get a taste of some of those bars? Taste of some of those bars. Yeah, what it, it was a, it was a nice little song by by Fifty Cent. You know, everybody knew knew about it, so I started just rapping. It. Everybody rapped a, wrapped around about it, and uh, you know, was it Fifty's lyrics or your lyrics? No, it was Fifty lyrics. Oh, no, I okay. ain't no rapper. I'm not no rapper. I ain't got no bars like that. I All was just right. I was that just, makes more sense. I was just re, you know what I'm saying rephrasing What's some of the all? bars. Many man. All right, that's a good tune. Yeah, <laughs> that, is that old to you? Is that like a classic? Uh, that's a classic for me because I was. I was seven when that came out, so I was... I was in college when that came out. Yes, I was seven when that came out, so that was, like, really in, like, you know, me growing up. Like, I got these... That's these, all Get Rich or Die Trying, right? Like, yes. his first album. Yes, sir, yeah. That was the album my senior year of college. Yeah, no, that was that was solid. Like, you would go to the bars, and it would just be in the club for eight straight songs. That's, like, all you would hear for the, for the night. <laughs> nah, he was, that, that album was definitely solid. But I, I just love music in general. It doesn't matter, like, what... I mean, I listen to music all the way back to the 60s, so... Very cool. Yeah. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. We'll see if he has any more questions. Always a pleasure to talk to Washington football team defensive tackle, Mr. Matt Ioannidis. How are you, man? It's been a long time since I've talked to you, I think. Yeah, man. It's, it's good. How are you? I, I'm good. I'm good. Um, how you feeling? How, how happy are you to be back out on the field? It's good, man. Uh, obviously, started camp in a bit of a rough fashion, but uh, getting out there for the second preseason game, my first, it's good to knock the rust off. How annoying is it for you when every you went through COVID last year, like you had to deal with it, and then you land in the protocol and you clarify or not clarify whatever the situation is? Like, just how tough is it to still be in this same situation? Uh, I think it's frustrating. I think it's frustrating for everyone, right? Like, we're all dealing with it. it ha- we all have our hurdles, but ultimately we're on the other side of it now, and I'm just looking forward to getting right, getting back to it. Yeah, and it seems like the whole team has kind of moved forward from those first couple of days of camp where it was like a hot-button topic. Now the focus is on football. You're back on the field. You're a huge part of this defense that, that missed some games last year. How do you feel like the defensive front is all coming together? How do you feel like this defense looks? I think it looks solid. I think it looks good. Uh, obviously, those preseason games are a good indicator. I think we've held up well out there. Um, no, it's going to be interesting. we got a good team coming to town week one. And so, um, 
I've been impressed with so far with what we've had going on in the front seven. I was thinking about this. So the Chargers aren't playing anybody in preseason, or at least they haven't yet. They've got a new coach. How do you guys scout them for week one? I think everyone's scouting process is different position to position, right? Um, so for me, I mean, you know, you're just looking at who's returning and then you're looking at um, you can still see the scheme from how they're doing things in the preseason. So you're just going off of it personnel and then going off their scheme for you like when you're grinding tape getting ready for that game are you really watching kind of the interior line like the interior offensive line or do you have to like understand everything they're doing where the motion's going what they like to do in second down third down all those sorts of things sometimes you try and condense it and just take what you can handle you can't try and like fit a whole like I probably can't handle as much information as John Bosta can. You know, he can spit things out, regurgitate information left and right. He can use it on the field. I can't use as much as he does. So I try and hone in on the keys, the guys I'm playing, the keys I can I can pick up on. I know I'll be able to see in the game and just go from there. You know, sometimes less is more. What are goals for you this year? Goals for me this year? Yeah. I'm going to give you that generic answer that you love so much. I haven't set these goals yet. Will you tell um, me when you do? I will tell you when I do. Yeah, All we're right. still. I'm. I'm in the middle of coming back, obviously from my bicep last year, getting a late start to camp. So I'm still ironing some wrinkles out. How do you feel? Are you 100%? Yeah, I'm 100%. Yeah, I feel good. It's funny enough. I actually threw my arm in there today, kind of extended, uh, which is how I ended up hurting it back in in Cleveland, and you know, it held up. So that was a good test to see like live bullets flying. You throw it into traffic, and everything turns out okay. Um. John gets his deal. I asked Duran this. Are you like, hey, John, let's go get a new suit or something? Like, do you do you ask for something? No, no. I mean, listen, John's a John's a humble guy and John's a giving guy. And I know that if I did ask, he would, you know, he'd be there for it. But you know, ultimately, like, I know we'll get our I know we'll get our worth out of John at some point during the season when he feels it's time. Duran says he gets to go to his house anytime he wants and get steak or lobster. Yeah, I mean, John bought a beautiful house and. Uh, I think that's fair. He's got a he's got a sweet setup at his house. I, I would appreciate going over there a few more times a year. Yeah, I haven't gotten invited, but when I do, I'll maybe I'll go over there when you're ready to tell me your goals. I'll put in a good word for you. Appreciate that. Yeah. Appreciate that. Defensively, really, really strong last year. Really strong finish. And and I know early on you had no OTAs, no mini camp, new coaching staff, go from a three four to a four three. I mean, there was tremendous change in a COVID year. How much further along is this group? now than maybe last August in terms of the scheme change you're saying scheme change and and maybe just understanding it and and cohesion I mean there was a lot of new parts last year that now everybody knows what Ron wants and Jack wants and and Sam Mills wants yeah I don't want to speak for everyone but I feel like I understand it better just kind of how they see the game versus how I see the game and kind of finding that sweet spot in the middle um I feel more comfortable in it this year for sure. Um, so I'm hoping that translates into, you know, more production on the field. I don't know how you guys operate out here, man. I'm playing a full practice. You got these lights on. It's hot. This is like, how do you do this, man? Dude, are you, I'm, I'm getting the headache. Are you starting to get the headache this from is squinting? A, it's distracting, yeah. Yeah. Listen, your job is very hard. You're, you're out there fighting other 300-pound men that are incredibly strong. My job ain't that easy. All right, it's kind of easy. Um, <laughs> last one. What's it like going against Fitz? It's awesome. He keeps it pretty light. Uh, 
keeps it pretty light during practice. You know, you can always uh, go over there and pick his brain. Sometimes it's helpful, like, trying to get a read on things. So it's cool that, you know, a guy who's played 17 years is still willing to, like, I guess in his eyes I'm still a young guy. So uh, Fitz, is a, Fitz is an awesome teammate, awesome quarterback. Have you ever gotten an interception? No. Can you put no, that on your goals thanks for, list? <clears throat> thanks for bringing that up. I think up. that'd be fun. If you get an interception, I will buy you dinner. You'll buy me dinner if we get Yeah. At now, you probably want like an 80-ounce tomahawk ribeye, but we'll, we'll make it work. All right, let's do it. One yeah. INT, one 80-ounce tomahawk ribeye. I'm in. All right. Matt, thank you for the time. I know yeah, it's man. hot. I know the lights are bright. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. I appreciate it, dude. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. Today, you today is what, Wednesday? Today is Wednesday. We have we one more established that. We have one more day of training camp. <laughs> Woo-wee! Woo! That sounds great. Ow! That's a wolf howl. Uh-oh. Oh, What's it mean? Such a... <laughs> Means a absolutely nothing. Hey, <laughs> I know. Please.